Hey, the world's full of fantastic music. Each month, we explore an album of significance, its roots, how it makes us feel, and then banter about its influence and staying power. Join us on our journey as we dissect, discuss, and discover some of the world's greatest albums on The Sonic Collective. Hello, everyone out there in Collective Land. I'm Scott G, and I'm here with the rest of the Sonic Collective crew, Darren, Alan, and Scott C, and this is our review for March 2021. This is the last pick for our round of country albums, and I picked Need You Now by Lady A, formerly known as uh, Lady Antebellum at the time of this recording. Uh, we'd gone through both some male and female artists that dug deep into the history of country music, uh, and we do a lot of reviews of pop, rap, and rock here, and it gives us the evolution of those genres. I thought picking this more contemporary album would let us see where things have gone here as well. Um, also, country has a long history of duets and groups, so I wanted to get in some good harmonies as well, too, and mix it up. But for my thoughts on the album, I'm going to follow tradition and reserve a spot at the end. I will throw it over to Alan. All right. Thanks, Scott. Uh, Need You Now by the artist formerly known as Lady Antebellum. <laughs> now just Antebellum. Uh, this is the first time I've ever kind of dove into anything from this group, aside from the uh, the title track, Need You Now, which, um, you know, as, as some of our listeners probably know, I used to be a karaoke host, and that was a karaoke staple Um you know, that was a song that people often used to sing, especially um, because it's it's one of the better male-female duets. So I became overly familiar with that song through my karaoke days. But um, everything else on the album was brand spanking new to me. So um, I, I gave it a few listens through, and, and it sort of grew on me the more I listened um, but I kind of went in with pretty high expectations of this because being an album released in, I think it was 2010, um, I, I fully expected them to have the, uh, you know, just the, the production value was going to be really high and a poppy sort of mix. And, um, you know, I was not surprised to find that it totally was. I mean, the, uh, the guitars sounded really punchy and the vocals were mixed perfectly um very much has a, a pop sensibility to this album which i think definitely kind of gives it a, a far more widespread uh appeal to listeners so um scott as you mentioned there's a ton of uh male female harmonic dynamics here and i think that's one of my favorite things about this album honestly i'm a sucker for uh male and female vocals harmonizing because they're usually uh, in, in different octave ranges and yeah I don't know it just it makes magic to my ears um, some standout tracks for me I'm a, I mean I'm more of a fan of the the fast-paced stuff generally with all the artists we review and in this case that's not really the exception here um, our kind of love I found was a super fun kind of bouncy one perfect day got stuck in my head all the time and uh and a song called "Love This Pain" was was good too. Lyrically, uh, they've they go really deep on the emotive side of things. Like their uh, their songs are are completely relatable on an emotional level. Um, so yeah, just overall, I I really liked it. Um, 
let's see, I'm just checking my notes here. I think uh, one Entertainment Weekly journalist said that they're probably most successful when they keep to their moody minor key stuff. And, you know, their moody minor key stuff is really good. But for for my money, I kept going back to their fun songs afterwards just because that's I think that's just kind of my nature. But overall, um, I I was pleasantly surprised by how much I enjoyed this album. I thought it was really good. So I'm going to stop uh, yammering on here and I'll throw it over to Scott Coates. Well, we have completely different experiences. I had never heard of Lady A, but then I realized I had heard Lady A, the title single, right? I, I realized that I had heard that, but that's about where the catchiness went off for me. So yeah, I went into this with no knowledge of it and it just did not sit right with me. And I tried numerous times and it's, I don't think it's that far off a Shania Twain album either, you know, um, who I, I don't mind a Shania Twain album, but I just mean kind of in the super tight production. So, I mean, Need You Now, obviously familiar, really catchy. Like I could have that on in the background and, and be okay. But then as I just went through it, like American Honey just almost made me sick to my stomach. I felt like Stars Tonight was just trying really hard to cover all of the music genres and markets. So it kind of reminded me of seeing Celine Dion play Highway to Hell on YouTube once and turn my stomach a bit because I really heard Stars Tonight and I just thought, I imagined the writers and the producers just thinking, okay, how can we cross over and go top 10 on six different types of charts? Um, overall, it was just too polished. There's nothing wrong with it. And I can see how it was a massive album and a massive hit, but it's just a bit too sappy. It's too produced. It's too polished. All the vocals are perfect. And all of that then just renders it kind of neutral to me. It, it kind of reminds me of the Muck Lang effect, like one of the greatest producers. But once he dials in a sound for a band, that's it. The entire album sounds just like that. So I, I sort of felt where for many, the great production and how polished everything is, is actually a detractor to me. And it just kind of made it go a bit stale, get a bit weak and, and just sound the same all the way through. So it was just rendered itself a bit neutral. So something that isn't actually bad, that just to me sounded bad be because of how slick it is. So Darren, how about you? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm actually right bang on with you there, Scott. Um, you know, you listen to it and yeah, I, I did recognize the first song. It was everywhere when uh, that song came out. Um, um, I actually didn't know uh, it was them until Scott picked it. I was like, oh, I think I've heard of that band. And then, of course, when I heard that song. Um, yeah, I mean, this group really, uh, you know, we try and pick the albums that, you know, probably were influential or groundbreaking, whether that be in, I guess, you know, record sales or style. Um, I, I felt like something like this slipped through our cracks. Uh, and, and we don't know necessarily until we really review them, but I agree. This is just, you know, get another stick of pop bubble gum out of the pack and put it in your mouth because uh, that's exactly what this is. Now, everybody likes pop at some level. We all make fun of it, make fun of the auto-tune stuff like that. But uh, you mentioned Shania Twain earlier and Mutt Lang, who, you know, produced them and tend to marry them. But, um, Really, I, I mean, I remember liking those albums. Uh, you know, we, we live in Calgary, Alberta here. This is a country music town, especially during the Calgary Stampede. Um, not necessarily that we are, but 
you know, you hear those pop albums all the time. So I get it. But I don't see Lady Antebellum, Lady A advancing the style in any way. There's no change. It just sounds like the band that was out before them. Um, talented musicians pop and, and pop. but And I can see why people love this album. But I, I think, you know, we got four guys that came into this. Not maybe the highest up on country. I think Scott G had a little more experience in country. But um, this album's not going to do it for me. I, I would rather prefer uh, Shania Twain. Um, I, and I like some of the stories. Uh, Hillary Scott, uh, the lead singer, I, I like she tried out for American Idol twice and didn't even make it into the See the Judges, basically kicked off. And she did all right for herself. So I always like those stories of success. Um yeah, I, I like that. The name, they changed it from Lady Antebellum Lady A to be sensitive about the, the ties to uh, what would be an antebellum house, which was basically the uh, the big houses that were built during the, the slavery times. Um, so they didn't, do, They I, I don't think they have any association or any racism in their past. It was just, they just, I think the story was roughly that they, wow, we need a name. What's cool. We call lady something and oh, and they were literally visiting an antebellum house or something. Like, yeah. Lady antebellum. It was, didn't really think about it. But the, the crazy part of that story is now with the black lives matter movement that just happened last year, they decided to change their name and they changed it to, to lady a, which is already used by a black artist in Seattle. And then now they're in this court fight. Like it's brutal. Like, like, so basically they made it worse. And then they, they fought her because she was just like, well, you've, you're stolen my name. And she's like, well, give me a few million then or something like that. And maybe she's asking for a bit much, but if they're fucking her around, like, why not? And so sure enough, they're just, no, they're all lawyered up now. And I think it's still uh, to be determined what's going on there. But I thought that was a, a hilarious move, trying to be sensitive and then just basically stole a black woman's name. So uh, artist name, so. Yeah, craziness. Um, yeah, you know, like I said, the songs are okay. They seem like good musicians. It's it's really produced stuff. If you like country music, you probably you just fit into anything, so it's fine. But it's just it's just there. It's just it's just toast. It's just toast with maybe margarine, probably not butter, and that's it. And you're just gonna enjoy the toast, and that'll be it. So, uh, Scott, yeah, you picked it, I guess. You know, did you know them? Let's uh, let's hear what you thought. Yeah, I I was almost in the same boat where where I had heard a couple of their their singles in decreasing kind of awareness as you moved away from their their biggest one the the need you now side of things. Uh, a couple things you guys said really stood out, right? Like the comparison to Shania Twain uh, made sense to me because she's a very safe pick as well too. It was obvious there was a very manicured image from the very start uh, on her side of things, and. Um, very little actually called out to me on this album too. When I was doing my initial listens through, I was listening for anything that would be a gotcha. But uh, beyond the title track, it's just very well produced. It's polished. It's safe. And sadly, because of that, over the month, I found it was very unmemorable. It was just something you could listen to. Uh, it would just blow through like a breeze. And then you get to the other side of it and there wouldn't have been much moved around the room, right? It wasn't a my boots, my dog, my truck kind of <laughs> album, but there definitely was uh, a lot of tropes and country kind of messaging at play there. Um, and I can appreciate it. Like Alan said, you know, when they're, when they're in their, um, uh, what did you say? It wasn't lower register. What am I trying to think of? Minor key, minor uh, key. 
Minor key, thank you. Drawing a, bl a blank there. Uh, a lot of their stuff really appealed to me. And that was America, honey, was really poppy and and gets stuck in your head. Uh, but you know, I didn't like Hello World, uh, Stars Tonight. The guitar seemed out of place in contrast to their voices and stuff like that. Like when Scott was like, you know, they're just trying to throw everything in and just stick it to the wall on every chart that they could. Yeah, and you know. Something about a woman, I was like, what? It's, you know, it's got a little country bomp bomp to it, but I'm just like, this isn't a really great song either, right? And and then they close out with Ready to Love Again, which just felt done 50,000 times. And I think, you know, when, when we look at this as an exploration of music, this might be the reason why I got out of country music in the 80s going into the 90s is because it was getting so super safe and formulaic and... Maybe it always was that way, and I just, you know, when it shifted over to a pop version of it, that version didn't appeal to me. But I think this is an important album in that way, and that is just the pinnacle of pablum for the country pop uh, genre, right? Like, it, everything everyone said, where it's safe, you could have it playing in the background anywhere, except for maybe like a Snoop Dogg uh, concert, and uh, and it would just roll through. No one would complain, people would tap their feet, uh, and then they would go about their day. Never, you know, they wouldn't Shazam it or anything like that. It would just flow through, so... That's kind of my opinion of it. It was like, yeah, that that was a month with this album, and uh, and it's got a great lead track. Uh, I guess we could go back through and, and get some scores. Alain? All right. So um, before I I give my scores, I just kind of want to point out too. This is our our last album in our country music uh, exploration. Have we learned anything? Because yes. hmm. what question. I've what oh. I've observed, we started off with Dolly, and I believe one of our comments back then was that it was not as polished and produced as as one would expect, and so because of that, like her vocals had to be on point. You know, everything was dialed in vocally, uh, and the mixes were it all sounded really organic and natural. And then we moved to Willie Nelson, who was also in that era. And then we went into the 80s with Dwight Yoakam. And then into the 2000s with Lady A. I don't know. My observation is that uh, sonically, we've meandered a little bit. And, mm -hmm. you know, from a production standpoint, we went from, you know, really raw and, you know, just kind of the, the stuff you'd find at a, at a bar, you know, your local bar with a local band playing that kind of sound all the way into this like super pop friendly, radio friendly production style in Lady A. And I think Dwight Yoakam kind of played a, a, a nice little balance between those two worlds. Is that my observation alone? Or did you guys, what do you guys think of that? Yeah, good, good. Good point to slow us down there, Alan. And I think the times have something to do with it because back to Dolly and Willie, like there just wasn't as much production back then, but they're singer songwriters, those two for sure. Dwight is kind of a nice bridge in there. Like some of the songs, you know, he has almost half the album's covers. It's he's definitely, I think, more of an entertainer. I it, like it strikes me as Dolly and Willie have become famous, but they were musicians. 
Dwight was kind of bridging that gap and he's like, yeah, play me at the honky tonk. And this is full on production. Like let's again, smash as many albums as we can, as many charts, fill the stadium and and you can hear the production through it. So that, that's a very good point. I think one thing that stands out for me is that you look at like, say Dolly Parton or like Willie, you look at, say, someone like Chris Christopherson, who he was a Marine before he went to, or Airborne Ranger, sorry, before he became like a country music singer. It was a lot of them, their, their success came when it was kind of like their second job and they had already a strength about them as far as what they wanted to do. Uh, and Lady A, like Darren said, there wasn't some success there at start. And I kind of feel like the, it was a soldier soul to the, to the Nashville store kind of situation going on. And you can feel that corporate influence as time goes on through these albums. And as the personalities kind of dilute a, a little bit or the power of them is allowed less movement in the music itself, uh, you get this contemporary pablum, um, that, doesn't appeal to me as much. I'm probably going to float back into the seventies and, and listen to my Johnny Cash, my Waylon Jennings, my Chris Christopherson, mm. my, you know, and, and grow a little bit more. I have a deeper appreciation for Willie at the end of this round. So I'm going to, I'm going to listen a little deeper into Willie. And, and I think really at the core of what you're saying and, and, and you see it everywhere in life is that a really talented, amazing individual will bubble to the top and, and they do it usually through, like a heck of a lot of hard work and perseverance and get through it. And they keep true to themselves and their style. And they're just that talented that they, they can develop it. And that that's Dolly and that, and that's Willie. And I think that's even uh, Dwight Yoakam, you know, even though maybe a little safer, maybe not quite in that same level as the other two, but he, he did, it was a new type of sound. It was a little bit more rock and he was almost going back to some kind of honky tonk and older sounds, but modern, 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 how do I say that? Modernizing it. Wow. That was a tough word for me this morning. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I, I mean, yeah, he was doing something and where you get this, you, it's it's interesting, and you just throw like a real you know corporately manufactured pop album in there, and, and no offense to to the musicians and who they are, like it's it's a good it's a decent sound, but it's just manufactured, and it just it just doesn't stand out like the greats, and we listen to some greats, so yeah yeah, so I, I enjoyed the country music round here, uh, it it taught me a lot, and I you know I fell in love with Dolly Parton, I'm still like amazed by her, but yeah yeah. So, uh, sorry, let's uh, pop it back to score. So, Alan, back to you. All right. Yeah, thanks for letting me uh, throw that segue in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Lady A, uh, this album, again, I, I sort of like that poppy sound to it because I didn't cut my teeth on country music. So, for me, this is more palatable. Uh, so, overall, I'm actually going to give the album a four out of five. I thought uh, just I, I actually did like how, you know, clean and polished and overproduced it sounded to my ears uh i would probably give it around a three for recommendation you know i don't think this is necessarily going to be one of those albums we look back on 20 years from now and think man you know that's a classic but uh, it's enjoyable so yeah recommend it three out of five and influence my taste uh again it, not not super influential i'd say two or three maybe i'll be generous and say three um you know, because I don't know that this album really sounds all that much different from country music of its, you know, 2010s con- contemporaries. Uh, 
that overproduction style and pop sensibility seem to be kind of par for the course in this particular era of country music. Okay. And Scott Coates, um, influence, I'm just giving it a one because, yeah, it did influence me. I'd give it a one for recommend and one and a half overall. And again, not because it's a crap album. Like, it's just it's just so slickly produced and so full and, and perfect kind of that it just renders itself neutral to me. How about you, Darren? Yeah, it's kind of like The Simpsons, mm-hmm. right? It's you're not garbage; you're just garbage compared to Crusty, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I'm kind of right in between you guys, but I agree. Um, this is uh, just you know, a, a voice in a crowd. So, influence one. I don't think it influenced anybody, nor was it uh, going to groundbreak anything. Uh, recommend, you know, I'll I'll go a two. If you like country music, it is a nice album. And if you like country pop and you listen to the country radio, you'll like it, but it's not going to blow your mind. Overall, I'm going to give it a two and a half because I do appreciate it was a monster album and it, that was a monster hit. It did well in the pop charts. So I'm just going to give it right in the middle to be generous to it. But that that's it for me. Yeah, I kind of land with you guys on that influence. I, I'm putting a one. Uh, it's funny because um, when I list my scores, I actually use a hyphen to separate it. So it says minus one there. And that doesn't really <laughs> honestly bother me either <laughs> as a score. You know, it, it's really an example of why I got out of country music. I wasn't ever two feet into it. And, and this kind of album really pushed me out. I do like American Honey and Need You Now. Those are really toe-tapping songs. So go grab those singles, throw them in your country playlist. Uh, what I recommend... I mean, there's lots of albums like this out there, I'm sure. This is probably one of the most commercially successful ones. So I'll give it like a three if you're looking for a good example of what country pop sounded like uh, at that point in time. This is a good one. Uh, And overall, in a generous spirit, I too will give it a three. Uh, But when I say three, it's just a very middling kind of three where there is nothing wrong with it, but there is nothing great uh, about it either so yeah play it at a wedding or something i guess <laughs> yeah I don't know. exactly, exactly. <laughs> overall three yeah. awesome all right well i guess those are the scores for this one that as alan said concludes our country uh rounds we're now going to move back into a open round cleanse our palate across a couple different genres i'm sure uh, any hints as to what might be coming, Darren? Uh, I'm kind. Of, I'm actually torn between two, so I, you know, I'm not sure. I so you're just going to have to tune in and announce it in a week. But <sighs> and it's two different style, completely two different styles too. But both what I consider, I guess, newer music and and I think really influential. But uh, I'll leave it at that. You have to come back and and try it and listen. All right, uh, something maybe a little spicy to uh, get rid of this. This oatmeal taste. Definitely a change. Definitely a change from uh, Lady A. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for joining us this month in Sonic Collective Land. We will see you again for our April pick with Darren. See you next time on the Sonic Collective. Thanks for listening and exploring with us. We'll be back real soon with another pick and critique of albums that matter here at the Sonic Collective.